Landon Kripe runs the show at Minor Rockstar. Landon, it's good to have you on The Antidote for a talk. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks, Dave. You know, I really don't get you. Doesn't everybody in the music machine want to be a major rock star? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how else are you going to get your personal jet and your big tour bus? Yeah, you said it right there. So why go with Minor? Uh, You know, the name of the band was just somebody's idea in the room. I, I was like, hey guys, we need a band name. I can't think of anything. And somebody threw out Minor Rockstar. And what it reminds me of is like the band Minor Threat. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's some other bands that use Minor to start off with. And you're a Minor Threat fan? Um, I'm familiar a little bit with them. Like, I wouldn't say a hardcore fan, but I like their music. You know what? You've got to take us way back. When did you first get into music? Well, probably when I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, um, serious? You were young. Yeah. I started taking piano lessons and kind of got into it for a few years. And I was competing in like Bach festivals and um, different like competitions and stuff like that. And uh, I played at church, a large church in Pasadena called Lake Avenue. Like as people were coming in to the service, I played with like three uh, stringed instruments. So it was like a quartet when I was 14. And that was kind of right when I stopped playing. I had gotten pretty good at piano, but um, I lost interest. And I, I really wanted to get more into rock and roll. So I kind of picked up the guitar after that. Well, the earliest music I could track down from you was You Had Me at Bacon. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilariously funny. Yeah. But I have a tough question for you. If you had to choose, would you take a serving of bacon or would it be the girl? Ah, that's a good question. Um, for me, my experience, girls come and go, but bacon is like always there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's on a cheeseburger? Cheeseburger, uh, bacon fries, bacon shake, bacon donuts, <laughs> bacon um, hot dogs, yeah. Wouldn't that be a cop kind of thing? A bacon donut? You know, I actually was walking around Rancho Cucamonga a few years ago, and I stopped and talked to some officers, and I had a CD with me in my truck, and I had you had me at bacon recorded on a on a disc, and I gave it to him. I was like, "Hey, this isn't about you guys, but I just wanted you to to listen." So I don't know if they liked it or not, but I never saw them again. So that's a good thing. I did see chocolate covered bacon at a festival, but I never gave it a try. You know um, that song. My girlfriend at the time, she had a. Something on her wall, it just said, you had me at bacon. And I was like, that'd be a good idea for a song. So that's when I was starting out writing music, and I just kind of went with it, you know? Now, that release, is this what it was all about, just having fun? Well, those songs, you had me at bacon, I actually started writing in 2015, and it was completed in 2018, so... When I first started writing the album, 
I was just kind of learning how to write music and um, like the song Beach was one of the earlier songs. Um, you Had Me at Bacon was one of the earlier songs. I don't know, as it goes in, like Stupid Things was about some of the stupid things I've done in life, you know, and it kind of progresses. The last song, Narcoleptic, talks about when I got sober. So tell me about the beach part of it. Is that like a big thing in California culture, hanging out at the ocean? I mean, I think so, especially if you live like in L.A. or or within an hour or two of the beach. But for me, it was more about like growing up, going to the beach with my family, and we didn't get to go that often. So it was really kind of like special. I remember going with my dad one time and surfing in the waves with him and you know when I was little Mm -hmm. so it's kind of sentimental to me more so than just like having friends on the beach sure sure so then in 2022 minor rock star became all serious and you released the endless dp and you know really effectively I'd call it worship music but that was really like a major change for you it was like as far as style goes and what I had been doing to that point. But I've always grew up like listening to worship music. Like I'm a big Stephen Curtis Chapman, Michael W. Smith fan, a bunch of other Christian artists like Petra. Well, no, don't start dating yourself, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I got married in 2015 and my wife was like serious Christian really inspired me. I don't know, I just that, that other side of me wanted to come out, so it came out in the music, and so that's what you get. Well, it sure did, because the album's title track, Endless, says, I hear your voice like a gentle breeze. I feel your strength when you're here with me. The touch of your hand, it gives me peace. You with me is eternity. So now i got to know, like, are churches picking that up for their worship service? You know... Not at the moment, but I have been playing a couple of those songs in a worship set at a local house of prayer in Pasadena. And that's fun for you to be able to do that live? Absolutely. Yes, sir. I guess I was really just giving you a hard time, you know, about the worship service. But, you know, I recently had a talk with someone and he told me he thinks any genre of music can be used in a worship song. But not everybody agrees with that. So I'd like to hear what you think. Well, I would agree with that. Um, We were just talking about the song Beach from You Had Me at Bacon. And that song is very spiritual to me because when I go to the beach or even like the mountains, I feel God's presence uh, in nature. And I don't really talk about God at all in that song. So you said about finding God in nature. Is that a common thing for you? Absolutely. Um, I feel closer to God alone in nature than I do at any church service. So then does church itself, the building, serve a purpose? Yes, it brings people together and allows, you know, community. But um, then you're dealing with people, you know, and people fail you, but God doesn't fail you, you know. The Fire of God is another of the songs on Endless. 
And it's maybe less worshipful, but the lyrics are powerful. It's like you're instructing people on how to find God. Um, yeah, that, that song was just, I mean, it talks a lot about fear, you know, and calling out to God when you're afraid. Um, and I've definitely experienced quite a bit of fear in my life, you know, fear and anxiety. Yeah, when you can just cry out to God and um, seek Him, things work out. But do you feel that was the purpose of the Endless EP, that you actually did want to try to instruct people? I haven't really thought about it. Um, I'm looking at the track list right now. The Fire of God is for first song. Prodigal is basically kind of like a testimony song about mm-hmm. how like I kind of walked with the Lord as a kid and then got, got away from God in church, had some bad experiences, and then I kind of like walked away from God for many years and got into drugs and just was mad at God. I didn't think God loved me. You know, I thought he was upset at me all the time. And I didn't trust people in church because I've been hurt in church, you know. Um, the next song, Our Father, that's my version of Bethel's Our Father. I heard Bethel music's Our Father, and I was really inspired by that song. So mm-hmm. I kind of came up with my own version. You mean uh, you stole it? No, I didn't <laughs> steal it. But I... I was inspired by it. I mean, if you listen to Bethel and Minor Rockstar, Our Father, it sounds different, and the arrangement's different as well. Um, and also, Our Father is from the Bible. I mean, the prayer is from the Bible, so you can't really steal it. You know, it's like <laughs> public domain or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, so then um, I Trust You. I did that song with my dad. He sang backup vocals on the last part of the song. Mm-hmm. And then Endless is the last track. It just talks about God's love, how he loves us. So You Had Me at Bacon came out in 2019. Last year, you released Endless. And now you have a new EP, Wasted. It really doesn't look like creating music is any trouble for you. Well, once I started writing in 2015, it's been... I don't know, something clicked. Like, I figured out how to do it, you know. I tried for many years to write, um, and I wasn't able to write a complete song. Something happened in 2015, it clicked, and and I'm working on some new music as well on a new album, so. So it's just never-ending. Well, I took four years off of music between 2018 and uh 2022 i didn't really even pick up my guitar i was really depressed um and i didn't feel like writing i was like too depressed like a lot of times when i write songs i'm i'm still kind of depressed or going through some kind of emotional thing and i'm able to you know capture it musically but then like if i was really depressed i don't even want to try you know so Hmm. um yeah I'm working with a new uh, new album with Ronnie Winter, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. He's playing drums. And we're doing 10 original songs. We've got two done already. Based on Ronnie's touring schedule, I think we're going to get back in the studio beginning of next year and try to work on the remaining eight songs. Well, that's so cool. 
Well, now you've connected with Thumper Punk Records for the Wasted release. Was that a natural fit, you know, since that label promotes music with a Christian worldview? I think so. I mean, my music has a Christian worldview. At least I have a Christian worldview. So, yeah, it was a good fit, and I'm uh, very grateful to be working with Thumper Punk Records and um, looking forward to the future with them. You know, something that I find funny is that Thumper Punk primarily has punk artists, but really much of your music doesn't fit that label. Yeah, um, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, we've got Well, punk, it kind of is. I didn't want yeah. to say it, but it's true. Minor Rockstar is like punk, alternative, just straight ahead rock. It's got a little bit of metal in like the Fire of God song. I mean, it's kind of a combination of different genres, and that's fine with me. <laughs> You'll go whatever direction it's taking at that moment. Yeah. Well, one song that's definitely punk is When I First Met You. And the song opens by saying, On that day when I first saw you, I just prayed that you'd be the one for me. So now I, I got to hear about what happened. Was she the one? Uh, well, she she was the one for a little bit, and then she wasn't the one. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But we did get married. You know, it was my fault. I, I, I messed it up. I relapsed after three years of marriage, and I just kind of went down the wrong path and so it ended but uh that's rough i still got the song <laughs> you do <laughs> well i have to say that i sort of get the feeling that the wasted release is really your autobiography well yeah wasted wasted specifically though is my i guess my theme song for most of my life growing up you know fortunately mm. that's just how it is not proud of it but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I understand. I think you give the saddest line in the song, Bummin' Smokes. I used to drink and smoke all of your stuff, and I didn't love. I didn't care about you, myself, or anyone. But did you actually realize that while it was happening, or was it afterwards? It was afterwards when I got sober and clean. Um, you know, I... Uh, I I grew up with a lot of social anxiety, so like making friends and talking to people was hard for me growing up. And I got into drugs and alcohol right at like 18 years old. And that kind of helped me to kind of fit in, but um, it never completely worked. But I got to a point in my 20s and 30s where I was. Um, I didn't really care about people. I just wanted, I just wanted my drugs and stuff, and it was, it's just bad. It just took me down a bad path, and um, yeah, I didn't care about myself or others. I wanted to, but I think the pain that was driving me to medicate or numb myself was getting in the way of you know like a healthy relationship or friendships with people you know sure what does it take to actually bring you back when you hit those low points well most recently 
it's been my relationship with God, you know, like prayer, um, music, worship music. I listen to a lot of Christian music and just prayer. And if, uh, if I'm uncomfortable in a social situation, I don't stay and try to make it work. I just, I just get out of there and I hang out by myself, go for a walk or yeah, smart go, down move. The, go down to the beach and just kind of like reset my, you know, reset. That's it. You just reboot the machine. Yeah. It's pretty common for the last song on a release to be the most important to the artist. Now, you've already brought up the song Narcoleptic because you've previously recorded it, but you've used it as the closing track on Wasted. So it is special for you, I guess, because it does speak about coming to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is the transition song into faith in God and um, kind of leaving the life behind of, of drugs and brokenness and living that doesn't really work. It's empty and coming to the Lord. And there's a line in there that says, um, it's like, I didn't believe in you. And then until that instance, like when I did believe in you, I don't know, like for growing up, if I think about my life, I had deep faith in God. I just didn't have faith in people, I think is what. And so the older I got, like, I started to lose my faith in God as well. And finally, when my life got bad enough, God was like my last resort. You know, I was like, God, help me. If you're real, show me that you're real and get me out of this. Help me to get sober. Help me to get on the right track in life. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that song talks about where I started to seek God. So I want to hear a little bit more. You were talking about a new album coming out next year. You've already worked on two of the songs. Yeah. So do you have a like a firm plan beside it being 10 songs? Do you have a special intention for that album? Well, it's actually going to be 10 new songs, and it's going to be two or three songs that have already been recorded but aren't released yet, so I'm adding those to it. Okay. Um, So it's probably going to be about 13 songs. Um, The intention is, I guess I'm just sharing my journey, I guess. Yeah, I don't really have an intention, honestly. I don't know where this whole music thing's going for me, to be honest. Uh, I don't have a a full band for live performances right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just kind of in a a waiting mode. I mean, I'm working on stuff, but I'm kind of waiting on God to like kind of direct my paths as far as the future of minor rock star. If, if it's just going to be a recording project or if it's going to be a live band, I don't know at this point. Um, I'm, I'm just taking one step in front of the other. And when it comes to recording music, it's like therapy for me. It's like a very personal thing that, when you have a song that's complete, it's really cathartic and it's like, it's empowering, it's encouraging. It's like when I get a song back from from Paul Lipinski, my mixer, it's like Christmas, you know? It's like I <laughs> love hearing the finished product. If I just did this for myself and no one heard it, it would be fine. Like, so I don't even know if there's really a music audience yet. Um, but like I said, I'm just 
leaving that up to God. And talking about the future, you know, the best part about putting out a 13-song album is think of all the extra money you're going to make. Like, I mean, you might actually be able to afford to order that jet. (laughs) Yeah, it's really going to make a difference, especially with Spotify's uh, compensation plan. (laughs) It's been great to hear more about Minor Rockstar. Landon, thanks so much for coming to The Antidote. All right, Dave, I appreciate it. And thank you. Have a good one.